Here. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-hateful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, um, anyone <clears throat> excuse me, that read our rundown for tonight prior to me signing on tonight, um, Gary Morgenstein will not be joining us tonight. Um, there was a COVID-related issue with the show, so they are pushing it back two weeks. Um, so he will be joining us in two weeks. In the meantime, you get a double dose of everything tonight from me, Karen, and Jamie, because we were not on last week. So, uh, oh, Karen's here. My computer would just cooperate. There we go. Hi, Karen. Hi, AJ. How are you this week? Good. Good. Ready for our double dose of everything. I know. It's a double dose, but luckily some of the things we watch had, like, bad weeks. So, you know, we can hopefully move a little quickly through some of the stuff. Yes, um, very true. Yeah. Uh, And we even have time to, I guess, talk about a couple of uh, extra things. Like, we're going to take up a movie, right? Yes, you and I are going to discuss Shang-Chi real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think we both saw it like the week it came out, and we've been holding off on talking about it to give people, a t- yes. people including Jamie, a chance to watch it, <laughs> um, and listeners. Uh, and I think, you know, everybody's seen it by now except Jamie. So, which is ironic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I saw it, I, I guess, like, I don't know, maybe like a week after it opened. So, um, how did you like it? I liked it a lot. It was a very fun roller coaster ride. <clears throat> um, there was a lot of, there was a couple scenes that were very, i I um big Jackie Chan fan, and there was a lot of scenes that were very reminiscent of some of the older Jackie Chan movies, like especially the, the, the fight scene on the bus. When he uses his jacket, that's like a Jackie Chan move, using you know, oh, yeah? using everything and anything in his path. So yeah, and then um, I actually, it's funny. I I, re- I read afterwards that that was actually an intentional homage to Jackie Chan using his jacket like that. I think that so I um, I mean I thought the kung fu was great in it. And the fighting scenes were great. And I'm not like a connoisseur of kung fu. I've, you know, I've seen some kung fu, but I'm not like a huge student of the Hong Kong cinema. Um, but I thought it was shot well and was edited well and all looked really good. And then, I, so then I read a little bit of it afterwards, and it seems that like a lot of people involved in it, um, you know, were real like um, experts, people who have worked in like Jackie Chan movies and people who have worked on like Hong Kong cinema, and I know, like, Tony Leung, who plays the father, Shang-Chi's father, he's made a lot of those movies, and, like, they really, um, Marvel took it really seriously. They, I think they, they wanted to get it right. And for someone like me, who's, like, a, a casual fan of Kung Fu, I think they did a good job. I think they did get it right. I thought. I mean, I don't know if you've watched a lot of Kung Fu kind of movies yourself, but, um, or what you thought of it, but I thought the, I thought the fight scenes were good. Yeah, the fight scenes were definitely really good. 
um, it, you know, it, I mean, it, it definitely stands up against some of the greatest Kung Fu movies. Like you said, you know, like, you know, a lot of the Bruce Lee movies, Jackie Chan movies, Chuck Norris movies, you know, some of, some of the more popular and well-known, um, Kung Fu movies, it definitely stands up against them. And the story was really good too. And, um, you know what I liked about it? Actually, <clears throat> it had its comedic moments, but it it was it. Lately, the Marvel movies, I feel like they've been too much comedy and not enough seriousness. Um, whereas this, yeah, definitely, I think this brought it back to where it should be, where it's more serious and some comedy, you know. Um, like Aquafina, I thought I thought she was an you know an interesting choice for um for crap. What was her name? Katie. Uh, Katie. But she plays the sidekick. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, yeah. She was she, she was just the right dose of comedic value to the to the movie. Yeah. And Simu Liu, he he had he had some good moments himself too. He. He's, he he has quite a delivery in everything he does. I really I I've never seen him in anything before, um, but I really enjoyed him a lot. Uh, I thought he was good, um, and I think so. I thought they were both good. I I you know I think it's uh, a big thing to have to carry a Marvel movie, right? And particularly for um, you know someone who. Uh, is less known to American audiences to have to like it's one thing to ask a Robert Downey Jr. or a Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth to like carry a Marvel lead a Marvel movie and you know a franchise, right? I mean, I think this is going to be a um, there's gonna be more Shang Chi movies, right? Like this is another like yeah. tentpole yep. of of Marvel Stage Four or whatever, and you know, so I mean, he's Canadian, he's Chinese Canadian, um. But he's not like super well known to American audiences. In fact, I, I mean, I could, he was in Taken, and um, apparently he guest starred on The Expanse, uh, and has done a bunch of other stuff. But he's not a he's not a hugely well known actor. And Aquafina, I think, is is more well known, but she's also not like a household name, like you know, like a like right. a Natalie Portman was when she made it. And I think they both did a great great job. I thought they were both really. Um, I mean, they're good actors. Uh, they were really likable, and um, they were, um, you know, I appreciate that that you know they're really good friends, and I like their relationship with the movie, and I like that there was not a, like a really a romance written to distract us. Yes. Um, yep. As happened. Yeah, I like that. Kept... Yeah, I liked that it was platonic throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Um, uh, I was a little, um, so when I went to see it, I was a little, so, you know, as someone who like doesn't read comic books, I'm certainly familiar with people like Thor and Spider-Man, right? But I had never heard of Shang-Chi before this movie was announced. Um, and I don't, I'm not always a big fan of the, it's funny because like, I like my superhero powers to be like alien or scientific in origin. Like you get bit by the spider or you're in an explosion or whatever. And the mystical stuff that, you know, is not always like, I didn't really like Dr. Dr. Str- we talked about this. Dr. Strange is my least favorite yeah. 
like Marvel hero because I'm just not into the magical. What I call it mystical hoo-ha, I think I called it last week. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I don't really love that stuff, but I think like, and so, you know, Shang-Chi has that element where the father like studied this thing with the 10 rings or whatever. And it's all this mystical stuff, but it played okay. I think I, you know, I liked the story. Um, uh, I mean, there was kind of less of it than there is in, in like the Dr. Strange franchise, but I kind of liked the main story and that, you know, and they go to this sort of like, I don't know, Brigadoon type place that they go to. Um, and they have that big battle, but I don't know, that stuff kind of, I guess because we had that sort of, maybe for me, because the main character also sort of like didn't really buy in at first or was resistant to it, kind of like helped bring me along with him maybe. You know what I mean? Right. You went you went on the journey with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I don't know if you read this, but in the comics, uh, Shang-Chi has nothing to do with the Ten Rings in the comics. They kind of merged a couple things together. Um, in the comics, yeah. Shang-Chi is just, is he's just the, a Kung Fu master. He's like the best in the, in the world. Um, so he doesn't even have powers in the comics. And I mean, not for nothing, for most of this movie, he didn't have, he didn't really have powers in this either until he got the rings towards the end. So the rings are not those ten rings. I mean, he gets those ten rings from his father, but this is confusing to me because yeah. the ten rings are meant when like Tony Stark is kidnapped in Afghanistan in like the first movie. Yes. The first Iron Man movie. The ten rings are like the organization that's holding him, right? Uh, right. The ten rings is yeah. The ten rings is a terrorist organization, um, but there are physic and but they're called the ten rings because the leader has the ten rings. So, but as we so, get the after yeah. credit scene, it's just um, obviously Shang-Chi has the, ten, the physical ten rings now, but his sister is going to continue the terrorist organization. Oh, right. His sister, rings, yeah. As we see in the so when Tony, as we see when Tony in Stark, credits. So when Tony Stark is with the ten rings, that is Shang-Chi's father is the, is the leader of that. And, and I, I got to tell you, this well, thing with the Mandarin actually, me a little bit also. Well, see, actually, yeah. that's, that's the thing. The Mandarin, they they took, basically, they they stole the whole Ten Rings thing um, for their own purpose to scare people. Um, uh, what? Uh, yeah, um, Shang Chi's father had nothing to do with the, the stuff in Iron Man. That was all a setup just to make people, because people had heard of the Ten Rings, so this guy, you know, basically pretended to be that group to kind of throw the scent off himself, Killian. That's why there's... Okay. And, of course, Slattery, um, played by ben, ben, uh, Travis Slattery, played by Ben Kingsley, was just an actor who was, you know, hired by the actual villain of Iron Man 3. Right. And so, I mean, I've read a lot about how was Marvel trying to correct an error with that, you know, that they had cat this char- a character called the Mandarin, who you would think is Chinese, um, being played by a white man. And and I don't know what he looks like in the comics, if he's Chinese in the comics or not, but, you know, I know there was like, criticism of that. And, and he isn't, he's Chinese in the comics. Um, yeah. 
And Marvel already got huge um, criticism for casting um, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Ancient One? Is that what she called? Yes. Whatever. Um, yes. So I read a little bit about, like, what was this, like, revision of who the Mandarin is and, ca- and making him an actor a little bit of correcting, like, casting a white person in a role that should have gone to a Chinese person, a person of Chinese origin all along, right? No, it was, it was always, it was always supposed to be, I mean, now, we, now we know that it was always supposed to be um, a, a case of bait and switch where it was never supposed, you know, we find out in Iron Man 3 that who they think is the Mandarin, uh, you know, is an actor and the actual villain is Killian calling himself yeah. the Mandarin. I mean, they even make a joke in Shang-Chi, you know, he's like, so basically you were afraid of an orange. <laughs> right. And Killian <laughs> was Guy Pierce, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they sort of like revealed the real Mandarin, right? In this. Yeah. This it was always, it like was always, an, it was always an intentional. Yeah. I mean, that's, the thing, you know, and I mean, that's the thing too, like, um, in the comics, the Mandarin has gone by many names throughout, you know, his, his time on earth. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's it's kind of like Kang. Kang's been called by many different names over over the okay. you know millennia and everything. Mm-hmm. Mandarin Mandarin's been around a long time too because he you know he's actually very old. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know, so that's what that is. So. So despite us yeah. going down this little bit of like comic book explanation, I did think one of the best things about this movie is that. You don't have to have watched how many are there already like thirty I don't know how many Marvel movies have already come out, but I want to say it's like twenty some either. odd movies, right? Um yeah, I think and I kinda like yeah, right? But you don't have to watch any of them to understand Shang Chi really. I mean yeah. there's a little bit, like the stuff with the Mandarin okay and whatever, but you really there's zero people um Ben Kingsley's the only person from a previous movie who's in this one, I think. Um, yeah. and possibly the only person not of Chinese or Hong Kong or, you know, Asian descent. Uh, but you really didn't have to see anything. I, I, I said that to, I mean, I said this to Jamie, who is still trying to work her way through, and to other people. Like, you can watch <laughs> Shang-Chi and not, like, this movie stands alone, I think, really well. Yeah, it does. Um try to make the Marvel movies accessible, but, you know, you get to a point when you're on, like, the 18th, 20th movie that it helps to watch them all. Um, and, I, I mean, that was that was a great aspect. I mean, okay, so this this Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4, Phase 4, this is the first movie of Phase 4, right? Yeah. Um, and it's great that they, they're no, setting it up. Well, with... tech, uh, I mean, officially, yes, technically, um, Black Widow was <laughs> technically. Oh, but technically this is Black actually, Widow, yeah. Technically, but this, yeah, yeah, this is the first one of Phase Four that actually is going to matter. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, I love that about it. Like that, that it was a, it's like a fresh start. If you haven't watched any Marvel movies, you can get on board with this film and see it and not have to really, you know. Um, yeah. 
it, you know, it's got a lot of, I mean, if you're a fan of Kung Fu, it's accessible to you. I mean, that whole bit with the, with like the sort of mythical village. Um, I told you how I feel about the mythical stuff and, 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 you know, there were a couple little eye-rolly moments for me, but they actually did a pretty good job, I think, with all those little, um, like, CGI animals or that live there, almost cartoony. Some of them were sort of cartoony animals that live there. Um, and the dragons and stuff and all that actually, like, I mean, I guess I guess I'm sort of, like, we haven't seen stuff I was like surprised already, by right? that. I didn't, even, I didn't know there was going to be a dragon. <laughs> so when I saw the dragon, I was like, there's a dragon! <laughs> <laughs> so It was pretty cool. It was well done. Um, and that whole fight so we got, scene we, with the... Yeah, and I like the way Go they ahead. banded together at the end, but we we've, I was just going to say, it's, we, we're quarter after and we got a bunch to talk about, and Jamie's here, right. so we should probably... Jamie's in the queue. All right. So go see it. Everybody should go see it. Um, it was good. And there's a dragon. Thanks for that, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's in, so it takes place some of it in no, China, so kidding. you might expect a dragon in China. That's okay. Just just so you don't tell me like the ending, you know, what happens. Other than that, I'm okay. No, All dragon right. is Go a see minor it, character. Go see it. All right, dragon's a minor character. All right, welcome, Jamie. Well, only if Benedict right. plays the voice, like. Uh, Hobbit. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> no, no, no. It ain't that kind of dragon, right? At least I hope it ain't nope. that kind of dragon. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, uh, do, uh, Jamie, do you want to jump into Walking Dead, or do you have other, like, announcements and things you want to talk about first, um, quickly? Uh, yeah. At when, As soon as we're done Walking Dead, I'll play the uh, the clips from Ildi's interview because those are from the last interview I have for Lucifer. But uh, the only other thing I really ha- I really have to say is I, I am talking to Aaliyah uh, for World Beyond later in the week um, that people Which can send uh, questions for. She plays Iris, the oh, main okay. girl in it. And oh, cool. um, Leverage, but which I have tomorrow, but Leverage isn't sci-fi, but <laughs> still something I like. But that's really um, right now okay. the only thing. But we'll I'll play those clips and then after maybe I'll talk a little bit about about um, Lucifer. But let's first do Walking Dead. Okay. So we're gonna quickly cover two episodes, and luckily um, there's not a ton of like overarching like of mythology and story development going on here. Um, last week was an episode about Aaron, mostly. Yep. Uh, yeah, um, I think that was kind of the big thing is that Aaron went a little, a little off the rails um, and attacked the Whisperer guy and tortured him and let him get bit. That was kind of the whole point of it, and then it led to them finding Connie. I'm not sure anything else even really happened in the episode, at least not that sticks out to me. No, and I, or not I finding really... Connie, finding out Connie's alive. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said finding yeah. Connie. Finding out she's alive. There was a lot. Um, in this episode that I didn't like. Uh, for starters, it's just being boring and not really relevant to any sort of thing that's going on right now, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I felt that it was out of character for Aaron. Like, I felt like this was another example of characters doing things that I just don't see them having in their makeup, right? Because um, Aaron mm-hmm. has always been the guy counseling everyone else to, like, be a better person. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? 
And I also no, yeah, felt I like hear what you, what Go you ahead. said, but I, I, I kind of agree with No, I'm just saying I kind of agree with you. Like, um I, I kind of felt like that too. Right? And and I also yeah. felt like we've seen this before. Like, in fact, at the end of the episode Carol's like, I did this before. <laughs> but Yeah. So I it feel he, like uh he to her, but but he, he basically when I talked to Ross, he kinda of said that he foresaw that something like that could happen again if he got, you know, that defensive because yeah. he's so worried about great. I don't know. I still feel like it was out of character. I mean, you know, I'm not the right or an actor, but um, I, 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 he's, I mean, he's, he's I, a good guy. You're right. He's usually the nice guy and he um, went a little, a little nutty. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've seen this before. I mean, with other characters on this show and other yeah. shows. Right, and I feel like that character who's out for revenge and becomes like cruel and violent, and also the idea of like is is um, torture going to work or not? Like this is not like new territory. Uh, no, it's on not, this show or any other show, right? Expected to be him. Like I feel like that made less sense, but you know, whatever. It's um, it is what it is. But um, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't a great. I mean, that like I said, that was really the only thing to me that was even important was that happened, and the whole reason it was important is because it led to them finding out Connie's alive. I mean, that was pretty much, at least in yeah. my memory of a few weeks ago, was the only thing that really was yeah important I, happened. So yes, but but and so I don't want to be late this episode because we're going to move on. But I was so pissed when I saw whispers in this episode. I, I mean, I think we all were really done with the Whisperer storyline and thought it went on too long, and we're happy to have it come to a conclusion. And then I was like, seriously, there are still Whisperers around? Um, I mean, I guess they don't pose a threat. And it, go ahead, Jamie, please. No, but no, but I was just going to say, in in defense of like thinking about it, I feel like maybe if you were a Whisperer though, that still keep it up just because. A, that's the way they know how to live, and B, it's still, to some extent, I mean, it's disgusting, but to some extent, being around the walkers like that is not the most stupid idea any ever. It does keep them safe. I think they go way beyond that, the whispers do. But okay. I can believe that they're stragglers. Not that I necessarily need to see it, but I can believe that some of them would still be around. Um, although I would think that they would have gotten the memo and maybe would have been a little more careful of not running into our people, but or our people, you know, so like the, yeah. the main people. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know that that didn't really bother me. Yeah. I didn't really think anything of it. But as long as they don't belabor it and keep, I mean, that's you know. a good point. If you're if you're a straggling whisperer, don't move into hilltop. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean. There was a number of other dumb and boring things that happened in this episode. Um, and yeah, in the end, it ends up... Though, that place was burnt down. They probably didn't expect him to come back, though, at the same time. Like, but I guess, although they came scavenging. It was kind of dumb. But, um, yeah. but yeah, in the end, they're like, oh, guess what? Connie's alive. Um, so, uh, yep. so, I'm a little confused in these two episodes... Why Connie is having so much trouble finding her way home um, when other people got out of the cave and came straight home, right? Well, and I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not even sure how much time's passed. 
lot because we well, lot. thought or they made it seem like originally that she was like captured by somebody, but that's not the case because he's not, you know, being mean to her or anything. And, and the fact that everybody in this show walks into everybody, no matter how far away they are, I don't believe if you're going by that, which is not right. But if you're going by that model, it doesn't make sense because her being deaf would not preclude her from finding the group, you know, um, there's no reason that she would not find them when everybody else does. Um, I mean, the fact that everybody else does maybe isn't realistic, but since everybody else does, I expected her to. Yeah. And I it mean, doesn't make sense to just now. Hold on, my dog walked all, outside. I'm talking, but okay. letting her out. But they all walked, they walked to the caves, or they rode horses to the caves or whatever. The caves were not that far away. It was in their area. They went there. Everybody else came home. Why has Connie been lost for, like, I think it's a long time because everyone. Like, she was lost inside the cave, but I think they showed her outside. I can't remember, to be honest. Well, she, she was did inside say, the cave for a while or not. So in this next episode, she, she does say when Kelly finds Connie's notebook in this second episode, it says, like, I walked with the dead for days, no food. I think she says almost no water. Like, a person can only live, like, three days without water, right? And, like, how long can you go in a cave with the dead without food and water? So it can only be days. It's going to be a matter of days, right? If you don't drink water, you're dead in three. If you don't eat, you're dead in, like, ten, right? So um, maybe not ten, but whatever. So I think she – I don't know. I mean, that's just another, you know, inconsistency on the show that we can't really, I guess, get that into. But – Everybody else has been home from the cave for, like, an entire season. Yeah, but she was alone and got stuck. I mean, I don't know. I, I would more believe that it took her long to get out of the cave with all the walkers, maybe, because she couldn't hear. But they didn't show that. So, therefore, it isn't relevant. Yeah, and she had no food and water. So, we know it wasn't that long. Anyway, um, it's all kind of dumb. But um, this week's episode, so how'd you, like, how'd you, like, the Connie-centric episode, the second one that worked, because I think we're done talking about the Aaron episode, right? Nothing really happened. Nothing was really yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, um, I, I actually kind of liked this episode. I thought it was kind of cool. It was like a haunted house. It was like booby trap. I mean, yes, I agree. And you said this in the message, and I do agree with you. It's kind of like another crazy, you know, these, these feral people or whatever. But that being said, I aside from that, I did, I did like the episode. I thought it was pretty good. And yes, the thing of showing no sound, they have done that before. But I still liked the way they did it, and I think that it yeah. played off well. Just overall, yeah. I thought the episode was pretty good. I thought it was tense. I found myself yelling at the screen a lot. <laughs> like, no, don't do that, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, granted, I think that I feel like this episode maybe I probably enjoyed more than other people because I had no commercials. Like, if you watch uh-huh. on AMC Plus, I feel like it's probably better just because of the the way it like moves. I feel like it would kind of break it up, maybe. But um, or or if that, you're like me, not really. I mean, that's neither here nor there. But that's really the only criticism wow. I have is I think probably it would have wow. made it go a little different. But so I watched it on my DVR and I could fast forward the ads, which is not the same, but yeah, it's similar. Yeah, the same thing. That's, what I, that's kind of I mean, not really that much different. I, I think I think they do a decent job of when they break it. There are times when a show breaks for commercial, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You broke right now? I do think The Walking yeah. Dead kind of gets that right. Um, I agree with you. I thought this was a, a good episode. I, I think it's 
I mean, I think we might say it's the best episode so far of the season. Um, yeah, I definitely which, say the season. I, I've right? been best in quite a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe really in a couple seasons. Um, so. It is um, a little sad that the best episode in recent memory really is standalone and has almost nothing to do with the storyline. Um, I mean, there's some with Virgil, but really... And it's also not about a main character. Um, Well, yes, it's not about a main character, and it's also... I I like Connie, but she's just not, you know, one of the main main part of the group. She's not. And also, if this episode never happened, we could still go on with our story. This is a little bit of a, you know, a side trip, kind of. With with that said, I think it was very well done. I, I mean, so yeah, we should sure. mention that, that Greg Nicotero directed it, and this is, this was a horror movie, and that's Greg Nicotero's, like, you know, wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, he... he yeah, that's what... You and I have been complaining, I think, for a while that we don't like the way the show is shot and lit Right, there are some weird lighting decisions, lighting going on in the last few weeks, and um, some weird yeah, direction. Yeah, I haven't noticed and, as much the last few weeks as I did the beginning of the season, but yeah. Yes. But I, I, this episode did not have that. No, it, like, did, it definitely didn't. It was shot really well. Right? Um, really well yeah. directed, really well shot and lit. Um, I thought it was scary mm-hmm. and tense. Um, yes. It was a little, you know, it was a horror movie. It was a little ridiculous. Like those, the ferals were a little. I mean, they're not realistic, but um, no. they're very horror movie-ish. And like, they I should don't... also being stuck in there unless they get fresh meat all the time. They should not be that fat. Oh wait, that's right. They're human though. They're not zombies. So they're very skinny. That. Forget they, it. They were quite skinny. They were yeah. skinny for humans. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I think I told you this that I, I found them not terribly original as villains or monsters, right? Like, we've seen this. And they reminded me a lot of that um, AJ and I talked about. There was an episode of American Horror Stories that takes place in a park, and people have become feral and cannibalistic, and they kind of, like, I don't know this business about, like, scooting, walking sideways like a spider or a crab. Like, like it's not believable to me that in only 10 years, right, it's been like 10 years, not even maybe since the apocalypse happened, that, that they lose their, yeah. well, that they lose their ability to walk upright, and and I just think our body, there's no way they could move faster. You guys ever try to like do crab walks in the gym? Like, there's no way they could move faster crab wise than humans can be upright. Were they our on their, you mean they were on their back? I thought they were just crawling. That's how much attention I, I didn't pay that much. Yes, yeah, they were crawling. Like, they were crawling, but they okay, went kind of sideways, and they were like, they were not on their knees. Yeah. They were on their like they were moving. Spidery okay. yeah. or crab-like, and they've only oh, been like more. these are grown yeah. adults who were raised in a normal society and have only been like. I, so I watched because I hate myself. I watched Talking Dead. Did you watch it? No, I did not. I watched, I watched it because watched I guess I, I had a really good vacation and then I felt oh. I need to punish myself when I came back. And um. And so they talked about, they had a writer talk about the ferals and how they wanted to show how they lost their humanity. And the reason they scratched the eyes out of the, like, the picture. Of I first said that, you look behind the scenes, yeah. 
that it was yeah, some of those people in the house still. And, yeah, yeah. And they were, it was their own pictures and their relatives, and they were trying to separate themselves and how they'd lost. If you lost your humanity, how far would you go? And I'm like, really, it's only been 10 years. You would still walk upright and not wear a loincloth. Like, they're still close. Whatever. It was a little. <laughs> I, I mean, but it was could really... ignore that, it was a good episode. Yes. I mean, I, yes. you can't pick it apart. It's still Walking Dead. It's still not, right. you know. It was ridiculous. I mean, show. Well, I mean, sorry, there was an ambulance by my house. Sorry if it had noises. Um, I think that you're right. Let it go because this episode was not supposed to be a regular episode moving the story along. This was like an homage to horror movies, and it was really very well done. And the whole House of Horrors with the I – mean, it's also preposterous that they'd spend all this time building a House of Horrors when you can really just kill people. Right, like they could have just caught people and killed yeah, them. Yeah, that they put but, traps in it. But it was it was really scary, and it was very effective. Like I agree with you. Like we've seen um, them have no sound when Connie's on screen once in a while. It was very very effective. Like the and and the and Lauren Ridloff, the actress, was on Talking Dead, and they talked about like how way more scary it is to to not be able to hear who's around you. And um, Lauren Ridloff talked about how. The way it was originally written and directed, she was like, she spoke to Greg DiCatero and was like, look, you have this deaf person just walking down the hallway in this very scary situation. I'm telling you that would never happen. A deaf person is going to be like hugging the wall and feeling things. And, and, and there's a scene where she actually kind of feels the vibration of the people in the wall. And that was Lauren Rizoff's mm-hmm. suggestion um, that to make it more realistic of how she thought a deaf person would would operate, which yeah. was great, right? I, I, yeah, yeah. The the only thing I, I, to me, that was a little, although it was very tense, a little strange to me, was that um, the, I can't think of his name, but the guy in it, he obviously can Virgil. He knows, Virgil, yeah. Yeah, Virgil. He knows that he got, that she got separated from him. So I feel like when she was banging on the wall the way she was, like, he should have made yeah. thought, this could be Connie, don't shove a knife into the wall, you know? Um, yeah. That was the only thing I really had a, had a problem with. And when she was, like, kind of doing the hit, like, behind you, behind you, like, I, I don't know, like, maybe she should have hit faster or something so he'd figure it out. But I just, that kind of bit, yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought, like, it should have made, a, she, he should have figured some things out a little bit, um, or a little bit faster. But other than that, yeah. I liked it. I was trying to see, I was going to say, I think that, yeah, next week, um, the one that airs next week, no, I'm sorry, the week after next, because I'm one ahead. Um, the one that's on October 10th on AMC is um, the season part one finale. All right. So um, I guess there's 16 then. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I, look at so the press release. I know we want to move on, but I have two quick things that I think Please we should talk about. Plus. And one thing I, I just want to touch briefly is what do you think about Virgil being in this episode and being friends with Connie and this whole, because last time we saw Virgil, he had, you know, he had Michonne trapped in a cage for a long time. And then in the end, Michonne lets him go because he sort of like came back to his senses or whatever. So yeah, well, I, I was texting you, Jamie. What he did. I mean, I, mean, I was texting he, you. He did. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to die. And I was like, I'm seriously bringing him back for him to die because I will be pissed. Um, yeah. Uh, you, need, you need to watch 
AMC Plus that you could see it earlier because you're asking me. And I'm like, I can't tell you want to. I know. No, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't really bother me. He's trying to make up for what he did. Yeah. I mean, is that a, does that make it okay what he did? No. Um, I, I mean, it's neither here nor there. Did I really need to see Virgil? No. Was I well, upset to see Virgil? No. I mean, it's like I said, I, it's kind of either way. I didn't really care. I mean, I kind of felt like the reason Virgil is in it was because, do you remember last week when we saw Judith being, okay, first of all, how come all the kids in Alexandria are such assholes? Like, we see so many bullies being mean to our main character kids all the time, right? Like, Carl had bullies, and Libby had bullies, and so now we see these bullies are mean to her. And who would, what teenager would say to an eight-year-old, like, oh, your mother left you? They're assholes, right? But yeah, I felt like like Judith. Judith is the only person who knows that that Michonne went after Rick, and so now they introduce Virgil, and Virgil knows that Michonne went after Rick, and so I feel like is the show getting to a point? And it's not just me; like a lot of other, um, you I'm sure have thought of this, and other like reviewers and critics have written that is the show getting ready to like reveal to the rest of the characters why Michonne left, which. I do think it's important because you and I have talked about how utterly out of character it is that Michonne would just leave her children with not a word to I anyone else, right? She, but they knew she went after Rick, right? I mean, that's why no, she left in the no. first. She just never came back. I mean, she came back yeah, and she told Judith and took off. For, for Rick. Otherwise, why did she take off? Wasn't that why originally she left? Because she no. was looking for Nobody, She had that cell phone picture or whatever. Remember? No, she found that after... She found the cell phone picture after Virgil let her loose. Okay, well, what was her reasoning why she left in the first place then? Do you remember? Because I don't. So I am confused because in the comic book, I, I get confused with the comic book. Because in the comic book, Michonne, like, takes up a life on the ocean, on the seas. But they gave that to Carol. Um, Carol becomes a fisher person in the show for a while, right? And when she Rick leaves isn't dead Ezekiel. yet at that point in the comic book, is he? What? Is it yeah. Rick? Rick's not. I don't. I don't know because I don't read the comic book, so I don't. know. I don't know. I can't even um, remember. This is how bad the show is that I can't remember why Michonne ever went down there in the first place. But she gets captured by Virgil, and I think it's after she gets let go that she finds the cell phone and yeah, decides to leave. I thought that was and why she, she went to where Virgil was, but I don't remember. Truthfully, she only told Judith. Yeah, well, at some point they're well. Yeah, but I meant I meant Judith would have told everybody. But at some point they're going to have to connect it because I mean they want to make these movies. I'm assuming they're still doing them because they want the money. Whether or not you know, who knows if yeah. they'll get it. But um, I feel like if they don't, and I could be wrong, but I feel like if they don't somehow connect it within the end of the series, a lot of people yeah. will not come back for the movies because they won't know to come back for the movies unless they right. like read online. Right or watch Talking Dead. Yeah. So because they spoil everything on this show, there will probably be yeah. at the end either an advertisement saying, watch Rick in blah, 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 or he'll show up in the finale. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in the finale. You know, yeah. I really wouldn't. Um, or Michonne did it or somebody did, you know, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah. that's what I'm guessing. All right. So quickly, quickly, one thing we haven't talked about is there was this other whole storyline with Daryl and the Reapers and how Daryl um, tor- had to torture his own guy um, because oh, that's the only way to, okay. right? Yeah. 
So we have this whole no, other I'm thing going on. Which yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, when I watched I, that, I have to say I, that they talked about in the um, the inside the Walking Dead or whatever clip. So I'm guessing they probably talked about it on Talking Dead and they how did not. it was supposed to be. The, okay. Well, because on the clip, um, Kang kind of made it sound like um, when he was saying to Daryl, you know, go ahead, like he knew that Daryl was going to torture him, was telling him to go ahead. And she said yeah. Daryl was trying to get him to, like, give an answer that was, like, in the vicinity of where they were because he needed something so he could quit torturing him, you know, but yet not give them the full answer. Like, all this right. information would have crossed between them by them looking at each other. So I don't know. It was a little far-fetched. But I do think probably the guy knew – and was saying to him, you know, I know you're going to do it. I, I believe that part. And I think the guy was brave. Yeah. Um, I was not surprised yeah. that crazy Pope killed him. Uh, I mean, I totally yeah. saw that coming. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was okay. I don't like it because I don't like torture. I said before, I don't think it's necessary. I, I think either. they could have done it without going as graphic as they did. I think they could have had the same thing happen without being graphic. But it's Walking Dead. That's what it is. You know, take it or leave it. But... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know that it was necessary, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad, right? Watch Tortured and Tortured, and, and Daryl does it. I, I mean, I guess it makes you hate the Reapers more, and it makes you kind of wonder about Leah, but I agree with you that it yeah. seemed like this guy was like, okay, Daryl, just do it. I understand we've got to do this to save our people and cut my finger off or whatever. Um, and then, you know, it goes on later, this whole bit where Daryl actually, I don't know, I feel like these guys are special forces who were in Afghanistan and Iraq and are all around the world, and, like, they don't see through Daryl's code words that he's giving to his people all the time, um, yeah. you know, I guess. Well, but, it's still you know, Daryl then saves Maggie and the crew who are down. Maggie and her gang get free um, and escape. Oh, that's the one that were in the... That's where they're, they're down un- below, right? They're down below, and Daryl, like, tries to move the rug to cover up, and then he – so I guess – so they get home, and Pope has murdered – Gage, I think is that guy's name. I'm not sure. Um, and he, he – Now, he I think, think – tell me what, what you think, but I think he's definitely baiting Daryl. I don't think that guy told him Jack Squat. I think he's just trying to make sh- – Daryl think that that guy said something. I, I, or at least I got that impression that he's trying to make Daryl nervous or something. I don't. So, although I don't know I why don't, he would think that 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 guy would know something, but I got that that impression. Sorry, go ahead. Well, so I agree with you because if the guy told, the obvious answer is that the guy told something, right? That he Which tortured I don't even think worse. he did. Tortured so bad already. What I mean, but yeah, unless yeah. maybe he wants, unless maybe he still has a has a little bit of doubt and he thinks maybe Daryl will give something away. That's my own, because he does know yeah. that Daryl knew that guy. I mean, that part's not, he knows. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was I more think... for the audience benefit than anything. Yeah. And I think, at least my opinion, it was very obvious that he wanted Daryl to think that, but I don't think that guy told him shit. I really don't. Yeah. And I don't I know. Agree with you. I really don't. I agree with you that Pope wants Daryl to think that guy gave something up and the writers want the audience to think that guy gave something up and yeah and ultimately he probably didn't um so there's that i i have something else i wanted to say about this that was bothering me about these people um 
but yeah, I think the, oh, here's the other thing. So Daryl, everyone is treating Daryl like total crap, right? And I was uh-huh. thinking like, gee, is this how they treat all the new people? And then I was like, oh, maybe they've never had a new person. Is Daryl the first new person ever? But how is it possible that Daryl's the first new person they've ever had in I 10 years? I think it's probably just because he's new, I would assume. But, and maybe because yes, he's a guy, they, it's like a territory thing. I don't know. Yes, but these guys are acting like they've never had a new person before, right? Like, it's not just this one guy who's in this episode. They seem to I be very hostile I mean, to Daryl, right? I'm the impression that the ones that are together are supposed to have been together a long time. Yes, they um, are. So it, it may just be because he's not one of them. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but what I'm getting at crazy. Let's just be honest. What I'm getting at is Daryl the first person they've ever brought in? Or, like, are these guys really not uh-huh. used to having new people in their group, right? Like, I don't really know. I, I just felt I assume they was probably normally kill them, and the only reason they didn't was because of Leah. I mean, that's my guess, guess, but I, I right. don't know. That's a good I'm guess. Guessing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I okay, will say, so, like I said, I've watched this on AMC+. Plus. I will say this episode I liked with the haunted house. The next episode mm-hmm. is not as good. <laughs> not that that tells you anything, but it's not as good. Haunted house is the best episode in a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. She didn't expect it to be better, but just. So <laughs> while while I agree with you that a whole episode focusing on Connie is a, is a little annoying because I consider her not mm-hmm. a main character, right? And there's too many characters and need to get rid of them. But. She's one of the better actors on the show. She was, right? I mean, on the other hand, it's better than having a whole episode focusing on a bad actor or a bad character. Like, I mean, this was better than having to watch a Maggie episode. So, (laughs) but we'll talk about that next week. I think we're annoyed at her character. No, she's not a bad actor. She's a bad character right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about Maggie next week. All right. Anyway, yeah, good episode. We rarely say this. So, all right, let's move on. Yeah, we'll move on. Okay, well, let me play the, the clips with um, Ilya Modrovich now. Um, and then after this is done, maybe I can talk a tiny bit about, I don't want to belabor it too much, but talk a little bit about Lucifer because I haven't done that yet. I think now it's been plenty of time long because I would have last week if we'd been on. Okay, so and people can find this interview on the site, not the audio, but the interview. Uh, this first one is I had asked her about Trixie. yeah about um, if uh, Trixie, like what her reaction would have been to Lucifer. Uh, so anyway, you can listen to it. Here we go. So the one thing I wanted to ask you is we find out in this season, Ella gets to finally figure out the truth. Um, but we never find out anything about Trixie. But we do see her drawing more than once with the horns. We do assume that she's kind of intuitive and figured it out or Well, we've always kind of felt like Trixie somehow just knew because Lucifer always says he's never, he's never hid the fact that he's the devil. He always says, you know, I'm the devil. And he says that to Trixie in that very first episode, I'm the devil, (laughs) you know, or Lucifer, like the devil. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. and and I, I think she's just always been like, all right. And there's been no discussion about it. There's been no questioning of it because uh, she was a kid. She was a little kid, you know. And um, But as she grows, I think she's just, it's just uh, uh, something, you know, like I said, a given to her. All right. So I'm curious, though, thinking about it, I feel like at one point or another, Chloe would say something to her. What do you think that conversation would have gone like if you had gotten to write it? 
Ooh, that's a good question. I think it probably would have been very short. I think it would have been, honey, I need to talk to you about something. Lucifer is the devil, would, would you know, Trixie would say. Yes, but I know he said, no, I mean the actual devil, would Trixie would say, yes. <laughs> like it'd, be, it'd be pretty short. And Trixie would go, I know, Mom. He told me. And we very upset. <laughs> You know, it'd be something very short like that. Okay, there we go. That's the end of that one. I have one more um, piece, which I'll I'll do. Whoops, bump that. You guys still there? Okay, sorry. I thought I hung up there a second. Okay, um, well, let me talk a bit about the show, and then I'll play the last clip, if that's okay with you guys. I'm not going to go too deep into it. You guys there? You're very quiet. (laughs) Hello? You there? Why am I not hearing anybody? I'm here. I put oh. myself on mute while, while I'm here. I was okay. on mute while you were running that. No, it's, that's fine. I just thought maybe I did something. Okay. Well, I did want to talk a little bit about Lucifer. I won't go deep into it because I know you guys don't want talk. Don't watch it. But um, I, I did want to talk about it because it was the final season. Um, there are things I liked about, and if you haven't watched the final season, obviously. Don't listen to this. I should say that, but I think by now everybody has. There are things I liked about the final season. There are things I didn't like about the final season. Um, I wasn't completely happy, which probably a lot of people weren't with the actual ending, but um, I'll get to that. Um, there were a lot of good things, I think, in the show, in the final season. They got to do some different things. I liked they did um, where they went into um, the one guy's mind and they, like, turned into a cartoon. It was it was over the top, but I thought it, it fit with this show, and it was pretty funny and pretty cool. Um, I liked the Menadil storyline with, with becoming a cop. Um, I, obviously, the main part of the season is with Rory and uh, Chloe and Lucifer having a daughter. Um, I don't know that if I had done it, I would have written it that way, but the fact that they had a daughter, I, I mean, it's fine, and I, and I think that, that that's good, um, just maybe not the way they ended it. Um, what else was I going to say? I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, I'm looking at the different lists and, and seeing some of these things. They also had uh, some good musical numbers. They had a couple because they had the one with um, the, um, I'm like blanking, the um, drag queen. <laughs> I couldn't think it was called drag queen um, singing. And Lucifer danced with, with her, and that was hilarious. Um, and there was also uh, him singing with his daughter, which I think that, that was, was a really good scene, too. Um, and then I liked when he got to do different things with Rory to kind of give her, even though it was funny, to, to give her her childhood that she missed. They did sumo wrestling and all kinds of funny things like that. And, of course, there's also um, Ella finding out, which is something that I think everybody was waiting forever for um, because she has been the one character that uh, – has not known the truth, and I did like that she kind of busted out herself with <laughs> Dan the Frog and everything, um, and that she figured out about the Celestials and uh, finally was like, you know, hey, why aren't you telling me? And it was kind of sad, but, um, you know, good that she finally knows and, and happy with that. And, of course, uh, the other storyline is about Dan and that Dan, at the beginning of the season, Dan had been in hell and Lucifer was keeping him out of the hell loop. But um, he said that he could not bring him to heaven because it would take away free will because there was something in Dan that was not letting him move on, whether he realized it or not. 
Um, but that was negated whenever Rory made a deal with him and brought him to Earth, but he was a ghost for a while. Um, and then he went into, which I, I kind of saw it coming that he was going to take over somebody's body, but I still liked that they did it, that um, he took over the body of the guy that murdered him. And um, I think that that was, that was funny how that went. And he obviously moved on once he talked to his daughter, which was sweet. There was, there was a lot of good moments in, in this show. I think another one of the, the highlights was the episode where uh, Linda has written her book, and they're all kind of reading what she thought, how she thought about them when she met them, and they're, they're not enjoying it, uh, which was funny. And then we have, you know, um, May's and Eve's wedding. Um, they finally got together, so people were happy about that. I think that, that most everything went really well, and I, I honestly think everybody except, hate to say this, but except the two main characters, I think got almost a perfect ending. Not necessarily, I don't mean it perfect like it was all, you know, well, I mean, it was happy, but not in that way. But I liked the way they, they ended it for them, like how they had, you know, May's and Eve together, and um, they gave Ella somebody with Carol. I mean, not that we necessarily needed that, but it was nice that she found somebody um, and I really liked that uh, Charlie got his wings. I thought that was cute. That was one thing. I'm like, yes, that was great, um, because obviously that was kind of a, a bit of contention. Um, I mean, I think we all knew that Amanda, and we I talked about this, sort of mentioned this with the interview the other week, but um, I think nobody was surprised that Amanda Deal became God by this season. I mean, maybe originally, but, um, you know, you kind of knew it was coming because he was the one that, that, that was the best for the job. Um, so that was fine. I also liked the very last bit and the fact that Lucifer ends up being a therapist like Linda, but in hell to help people. I think that was great. It was great full circle. Um, the part that I do not like, I, I don't mind that they had a daughter. I don't mind that she was from the future, and although it's a little odd, but that she time traveled, she self-actualized. It makes sense somewhat with the storyline. But that's not what bothers me. Obviously, the part that bothers me is the fact, and I know you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but um, the fact that she tell, she, go, she goes back in time. The reason why she goes back in time is because Lucifer was not there when Chloe was going to die. So she hated her father, and she wanted to kill him, and it's what made her go back. And then she, they think, you know, maybe somebody murders Lucifer. We don't know. But um, he would never leave her. And she, and she finds out that he loves her, and that's what kind of the, the season's about. Um, and it parallels him feeling abandoned by his father through the whole show. Um, what I do not like is the fact that she's like, you know, if, if this doesn't happen, if you don't do the same exact thing, I'm not going to be me, and I'm going to change. And therefore, you need to still never see me and never see Chloe and, abandon us and you need to go down to hell and do what you're meant to do and all that. Um, not just because it was sad. I just, I think that there would have been a way to figure it out. Now, granted, if they had done it in a different way, probably myself included would have been complaining about paradoxes. Um, in my opinion, how I would have ended it in case anybody cares, I don't know if they did do, but I would have done something similar to what they did in 12 monkeys, not the end of 12 monkeys. But where when they changed something in time, like all their memories updated and they had like both sets of memories, I would have done something like that so that they could have the whole season happen, still have her time travel back, but yet have them together. Um, the fact that Lucifer abandoned them on purpose because he didn't want to change her, 
I, I don't know that, that I totally love. Um, and that was part of what this, what this next question is I'm going to play that I talked to Ildi about. When I talk, after I talked to her, I felt a lot better when she explained why. Again, not necessarily how I would end it, but it did give me a better understanding of, of why they did what they did. Um, but, I mean, unlike a lot of people, I would have liked a happy ending, at least for my two favorite characters. It would have been nice. Um, but at least they did have her at the end uh, come down um, to hell and join him after she died. And, I mean, in the scheme of things, Lucifer's thousands of years old. If Chloe's going to be with him, she's going to be thousands of years old eventually. Well, not now, but, you know, eventually. So it's, her lifetime, I guess, isn't that long in the scheme of things. And it did fix the problem of him being immortal and her not. But, again, not necessarily what I would have done. But the rest of the season I really liked. Like I said, I really liked that he ended up staying in hell to help people, that that was his true calling and that his, you know, God, his father wanted him to see that on his own. So I, I did like that part. Um, yeah, so all in all, it was a pretty good season. That is gone. Um, she did say that they would come back if they were asked potentially. So I, I saw some people maybe were talking about a movie or something. Don't know that that's going to happen. But if they do, I will watch it. Um, but if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you watch it. So let me play this last clip um, of Ildi when I asked her about uh, the time travel here. I'm just curious, what was kind of behind the decision to not have Lucifer keep coming back to see Chloe after he went to hell? Because that definitely surprised me. I mean, the ending, you know, the full ending, and not to, like, change the future. Uh, yeah, th uh, that, uh, to be really honest, we went back and forth on that. Um, and we realized that it, you know, if you're talking about time travel, there's a, a paradoxical, you know, element to it. And, you know, we could get around it. Um, but we felt like the beauty of par or the identifiable, um, you know, emotional thing that we wanted to convey is how you sacrifice as a parent for your kids. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful, bittersweet thing. You keep secrets that might hurt them. Um, you, you know, throw yourself on the sword, you know, more than once. And, and sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. So, uh, that became kind of the the, the most glaring um, factor that that that, or that that won us, you know, pushed us toward toward making that decision. Um, and also that when Rory, when we found the moment when Rory says, "Don't change me," in other words, when she accepted that I wouldn't be who I was, who I am right now, if the past were different. And I think that's another thing that we can all sympathize with and understand is, is like, you know, hey, the bad things mold us too. And you can't, and she, it's not that she didn't know at that point that her dad loved her and didn't yeah. the choice that it, and it, you know, when it became sort of her choice too, it all, it all felt right, even though it was kind of bittersweet. There we go. So I, I guess that, that's enough now. That's the last episode, or last episode, um, last interview that I've played clips from, and people can find all of those on sci-fivision.com. Um, 
from the ones I've done this season. Okay. So uh, do you want to do Roswell or Surreal Estate next? Uh, let's go so back to Real Estate because it was a season finale and, you know, and, and the better show. Um, and because I liked it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think you liked it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was definitely surprised. Um, I, I was confused by a couple things, which, which we'll get into. I had told you about when we, when we texted. But um, so I, I guess the main thing is that they find out from what August said that this door that they had welded shut, that it's actually a way out of the world rather than in the world, and that it's been trapping all these ghosts there, and they're all drawn to the house because of that, um, and they can't leave. Um, and this guy who's living there has been kind of bringing more of them there and he's been working that weirdo that weirdo ghosty guy yeah Um, yeah is working with um luke's mother we think at this part um and then he gets the the email from um father father yeah um about um a female stillbirth and you find out this is not his mother this is his twin sister that died in birth. That was definitely shocking. I did not expect that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, and I like how they changed it. And we had talked about this too, that now that once she's gone, that he loses his ability to talk to ghosts, which is kind of a big part of the show. So I'm curious how they're going to, um, you know, what they're going to do from now on, how he's going to um, connect with them is easy. Um, I thought it was cool that uh, Sarah, you know, broke the door open with her powers. I mean, I think it was, we kind of knew that was coming. Obviously, that's why she had the powers, so she could help at the last second. But, but yeah, I thought it was a good finale. Um, what, you liked it, too. What, what kind of did you think? I mean, do you have anything I did. I also, I also thought it was a good finale. Um, I texted to you that I'm really glad that they wrapped up the story of the Donovan house. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't make it a multi, I mean, not that I'm against multi-series stories, um, but I, I'm sorry, somebody just said something under my door. Um, uh, that surprised me. Um, I'm not against it, but maybe there wasn't enough story there to go many, many seasons, and I like that they wrapped it up in a way. Um, they, they closed that house up, and we won't necessarily have that going on for you know, in the future. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. They, and I thought they wrapped it up well. Um, but they still, I, you know, question. Like you, things, so. like you, I liked the part where it turned out the how, the, the, the hell mouth, the trap door, wasn't a way in, it was a way out. And they'd actually been like doing the opposite of what they intended. They're preventing people, souls from leaving. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, I didn't love the old guy that was like, I'm the house. And I, you know, because that's not really a thing, right? The house is not, um, the guy that represented the house, I mean, I guess he was sort of like the gatekeeper or whatever. I didn't, you know, that creepy, yeah, he was very he creepy, that ghost. House, but yeah, yeah it didn't sense. make a ton of sense. Um, you know, I like that. Um, so that was all cool. Um, yeah, I thought it was. And so the, the the idea of the stillbirth twin, you know, at first I was a little like, oh, wait, they're springing this on us the last second. There's never been any idea. And how did they not know about it? And blah, blah, blah. But I liked it. And I liked that it turned out that it wasn't, you know, his mother being mean to him. It was this very angry, um, 
dead twin. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I, I don't want to pick it apart and talk about, I mean, I could pick it apart and be like, oh, wait, how does she even, you know, have a, she was still born, she never yeah. lived, and blah, blah, But anyway, she's so angry at not being able to ever have lived, and she's so jealous of Luke having had a life. Is really, yeah. that's her motivation, She's right? around for, whatever, 40 years. Yeah. Um, which is, like, um, although, although 30 yeah. years, they made him younger. But, and then, um, and yeah. then near the end, near the end, she says, like, she, she wants to kill Luke, or she wants Luke to commit suicide, and then she wants to take over his body so she will have the chance to live, right? Is that, did you understand it that way? Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's it, definitely how, how I understood it. Um, yeah. But obviously, but, I, oh, I, but, I, the only, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll well, and then she's defeated, and, and, you know, and so, like you, I, I, I also like the idea, I mean, do I like it? It's huge for Luke to not be able to hear ghosts anymore. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's lost he's lost his father, who he and his father was kind of a jerk, yeah. but he still enjoyed talking to his father a lot. And yeah, I have he's to lost why he never told him about his sister, but that was what I was going to comment. I'm not sure why he did, right? but I guess well, also the father so, he would have asked him if he could. You know, well, plus it turns out that the mother is alive in the end, right? Like, it looks like the mother did not die. The mother left them, um, which is a thing that Luke yeah. didn't really well, yeah. remember. Yeah, so that was my other question, too, and I don't think they answered this. I'm trying to remember. It's been a few weeks since it was on. But um, so the sister looks like the mother, though, right? I, was un- I-, I wasn't I was sure. I think maybe, like, she took the appearance of the mother. Yes. I, I, I think you're right. I, or she took, how she she took the mother's lost, appearance. They showed her younger, I think, too, though. I can't remember. I think she I took like the they showed appearance. The younger version. I think she took the appearance of the mother to like haunt Luke, or because she yeah. had no appearance of herself, and that, like she took the appearance of the mother to haunt Luke because it well, turns true. out that she's she's been she's been making it's the sister who's been making Luke think his mother is dead. Yeah. When in fact, yeah, the mother left him. I was going to say you're right. She didn't have an appearance. She wouldn't know how she looked. But um, at the same time, he wouldn't know how his mother looked either. So. Um, right. You know, well, he would. I mean, he was a. He he was the mother left when he was a child, not when he was an infant. Right. Well, right. We've seen a flashback. That's true. I guess she still looks similar. I just meant he wouldn't know what she looked yeah. like at that age. I guess when she was old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would have. But yeah. Um, the other thing I, I. But but yeah, I thought that was good. And yeah, I think she is alive. I, I feel like they showed a younger version of the mother too. I can't remember. But yes, they showed. Um, a, they ended up showing a flashback of her like driving away. Uh, not that Luke can so remember cool. it, but so right. um, I mean, I, I, that's next season, right? Next right. season will be like, where's his mother, and why did his father never tell him? Like in the end, Luke goes back to the bowling alley, and he can't talk. He can't reach his father. He's not right. a medium anymore because he never was. Um, and yeah. he he wants his father to explain to him why the mother left and and why he never told him, and he can't. Right? Luke is a messed up person. Yeah, I think- I, I, and and. Megan should not date him because he's too messed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea, though, that, like you said, that he wasn't a medium, that, that he was only connected because of her. I thought that was interesting. Um, I was yeah. say the other thing is, is Megan kind of breaking up with him, which, yeah, I, he's kind of a little creep. Like, the stuff going on in his life is a little creepy. I mean, I guess now maybe not quite as much because he doesn't have that connection. But, um, you know, they need to talk it out. 
Um, the the other things I was gonna gonna comment on that I think was good is is I did enjoy getting more backstory by having each of the characters see their loved ones. Um, the, yeah. The parts though that confused me about that is the house had said, oh, they're gonna have this happen and they're gonna see people, right? Was it just supposed to be a distraction? Because I thought that it was going to be, or at least it seemed like from what that guy said, that, like, these hauntings or whatever were going to be bad things. But none of their ghost people, like, hurt them. I mean, I'm not sure if they were just supposed to be, like, a manifestation in their mind or were actually really their loved ones. But it seemed like their loved ones didn't have bad messages or anything. They weren't, like, harmful it actually sort of helped them, so which I think is not, I don't know, surprising and is interesting. Um, so yeah. I assume, I mean, I'm going to agree with you there. Sarah was, because, you know, a, a little upset over some of it. But, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. I hate you or, you know, I want to kill you type of thing like I expected it. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to agree with you there because I also thought it was the house trying to distract them so they would not, you know, they'd be distracted by their loved ones and they wouldn't, um, you know, be working to resolve the crisis. But you're right, it, it all turned out to be very um uh they all got closure and resolution. I mean I thought But was Father really fit. their loved one? That that's my other question is was it real oh that's right. Father I take that back. Father Phil it wasn't a good meeting. He did not have a good but, experience. Um, which is what makes Phil me ha- think maybe it really was supposed to be their loved ones because otherwise they would have I would think all have had a nice like, it would have either all been good or all been bad if it was all well, it was all, I don't know. I mean, it was all, for all of them, it was like the defining thing in their life yeah. that, that haunts them, right? So for, for Zoe, mm-hmm. it's this boyfriend who, who died of an overdose, has, has haunted her for a long time. And for um, August, it was his dead wife. And for Father Phil, it was his separation from the church, which, you know, um, so for the other two, it was a romantic character. But, I mean, that. So I'm going to stretch this oh, here, but, like, but if you want to say he was like, I mean, the church, he made a commitment to the church that was supposed to be for life, and then he, like, felt betrayed and left, right? So, but he had a bad experience with his, the, the, the priest that he saw really gave him a lot of shit for, for what he did, him. right, and how he felt. He did not have a good resolution there. And Sarah had her father, yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah, so I'm a little surprised that they have made, I'm sorry, what? No, I was just saying, I was going to say, wasn't he, he, that he got, they didn't like him because he was gay, right? Wasn't that what that was about? I was trying to remember. Well, but he, no, he, he back. was a gay priest, which they allow gay priests, but he left because that, in the end he really didn't feel welcome, right? He was like, I don't feel I welcome. I felt like they were yeah. not, not that the, the church per se don't allow but the people seem to not be tolerant of it was yeah, part of why yeah, I the people part of yeah people that he what the people in the church his co-workers or his parishioners or whoever we haven't really seen a lot of that except for this one dead priest no. in this episode yeah. but he felt really like he was not welcome and he was being condemned for who he is and whatever and and he right. left the church um right. i was going to say i'm a little surprised that they have made Sarah, that, is that, I, you know, I always want to call her Lauren. Her name is Sarah. Sarah. Um, yeah. That she no, has Susan. become such a no. Wait, Susan. Sarah, it's Susan. Wait, it's why Susan. is it Sarah? Susan. Who the hell is Sarah? It is Susan. Why is it we can't remember her name? <laughs> I don't know because she's the best yeah, character. I've been she's like Sarah, one of my, I don't know why. 
She's like my favorite character. We both came up with her name, but I'm a little surprised that they've made her such a powerful, um, supernatural powered person. Like it started out being like a poltergeist and then she could make fire. And by the end of this episode, she's really a very powerful, she's got a, she's Uh got really good supernatural powers, right? Um, Uh It's a surprise. I just didn't think this show was going in that direction. And she's, I mean, she's really, it's funny because, in this episode, Luke loses his power, and Susan, like, comes into her power. More comes into in it, way. yeah. Right? That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Um, the the only problem I had with this episode, which, which in a way is a big problem, um, I mean, I can ignore it, but I, I don't under, what I don't understand is they shut this door that stopped ghosts from going out and souls from going out of the world. Yeah. Is it supposed to be that these souls kind of come back and forth and hang around? Because what I don't understand is they shut this door now. So why are all these other ghosts that died a long time ago locked on the earth? Like, why is his sister stuck there in the first place? I mean, I guess maybe his sister hung around because, you know, she was had a vendetta. But, like, the, that, again, the fact, like, if they did really see their loved ones, like, why were they stuck there? They should have died and moved on a long time ago. I, I don't understand why it sucks them in after the fact. They didn't explain that. I was very confused right. by that. Because it, that, so. it, works, it works like a whirlpool or a toilet to really suck them, whether they wanted to go or not, right? Like, like we well, see a lot of, like, local ghosts, because I don't think, like, it was supposed to have taken – like all the ghosts, oh, in, you know, the world or whatever. But we, we've seen a lot of episodes where the ghost doesn't want to go and they have to convince the ghost to go, right? Like ghosts that have unfinished business don't go and whatever. But this trap door worked. It was like a giant sucking toilet. They just sucked them all in whether they wanted to go or not. So why, yeah. like, why did it, yeah, like, why wasn't it always like, why are there ghosts around in the first place if this thing is here to flush them out, right? It doesn't really, yeah. I mean, I guess could it have been plugged up for a while? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense why ghosts are hanging around. It doesn't explain, right. I mean, Or why yeah. did, like, the ghost, the, whatever was coming out of it in the first place, if it was a way out? Like, why was something crawling yeah. out? Remember, like, a million that episodes ago when that hand that. came out? Yeah, yeah, in the beginning, the first one, yeah. the first episode, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it didn't per se, like, it doesn't make me not enjoy the episode. I've just been confused why I didn't get that. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, either way, I hope they have a season two. I do like the show, and I want to know what happens. So. Yeah. It was a good wrap-up, though. If it ends now, it was a good finale to sort of wrap stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yep. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to Rod. Well... Oh I don't know God. if you really want to go into last week because, to be honest, I don't even necessarily remember from week to week what happened. But um, the the main part of this is the fact that they're they're trying to obviously separate Jones still. Although you confused me more because you were saying it wasn't Max when it was Max, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what the heck you meant when I texted Because it's so, con- so, it's so confusing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Places till the end. That's, no, no, that's okay. I should have asked. I'm like, what? Um, but I, I don't know. There were parts about this I liked, parts about this that I didn't like. Um, I, the fact that they've completely rewritten the show because there's a triad of different people and that Max isn't even part of that because he's a clone of this bad guy, that part to me is like, what? Why did they change that? Yeah. Like, 
now this is, there's this other alien that suddenly shows up. I mean, I can buy that there's other aliens they didn't know about. That part doesn't bother me. It's the part that they're like this power triad that they even make a point of mentioning, and he came out of nowhere, and now he's – so does that mean, like, what happens to Max? Is he just, like, not a part of his family? I don't I, – I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I did like the fact that this whole time Heath was actually helping the other alien. I thought that was interesting, although I didn't realize last week – and even at the beginning of this one, I didn't realize that he didn't know he was an alien. Like, I thought they knew that, and maybe that was, like, sort of why he connected with Liz, even though he didn't realize yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that was interesting that it was him, but the fact that – but it made less sense. To, like, if he had known he was an alien, it would have – at least if the guy himself knew he was an alien, it would have made a little more sense. Um but, uh, well, the but they explained it. Him. I mean, they explained it that Dallas, like, he's been hearing these sort of, like, voices and urges or whatever, and he interpreted it as, like, a calling from God. And he became a priest because he thought he thought this was God. Yeah, and you him, know, right? that actually kind of makes sense because if you think about it, he didn't say he hears everybody's voices. He said he hears prayers. And I'm thinking, we wouldn't hear everybody's voices. But not necessarily because I feel like when people are praying, and maybe this is why he did and they didn't explain this, but this would be kind of my interpretation, is that, like, when people are praying, like, they're more desperate, like, they want somebody to hear them type of thing, you know? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. like, that's why their inner voices were being projected, and that's why he picked up on the prayers. So I, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Although, at the same time, I also feel like it's really sad. And, and I get that, that Kyle's like, maybe you shouldn't just tell him that, because I am thinking about this fact that this guy that's really religious now suddenly finds out that that's not what he's hearing. So that part's a little right. crushing, but I, I did like how they did that, and I think it made sense. Um, the fact, the thing that irritated me, and I said this to you in the text, is that this guy's really religious, and okay, I, I guess I can buy he believed he was an alien just because all the stuff's been happened to him all his life, so I guess I can buy that. But the fact that at the end he's like, I'm going to have to kill him, and I don't know if he meant kill only the bad guy or meant he'll kill Max if he had to, I assume is what he meant. I but think he meant he'd kill Max. Movie, that's what I figured he meant, but the fact that this priest is okay with killing somebody when he just met him and doesn't even really know what's going on, I have a problem with that. That I, like, found very – I mean, I know that the point was, like, for the moment of the end of the episode being, like, that's his job and everything, and it was more of, like, for shock value, but it just, to me, didn't – yeah, it didn't ring true. Not that this is a great written show to begin with, but that irritated me for some reason. Um, I did like, though, how he kind of connected with Michael and how Michael kind of felt a kinship with him in that because this was like his, you know, childhood growing up all, you know, having bad things happen and why family, he didn't want yeah. to talk to him in that. Like, I kind of like that. Um, but, yeah, um, the rest of it was, yeah, a, was a, little, a little weird. I don't love having this brand new character who suddenly the key to everything and he's been living there. Like he lives in Roswell, right? He like, they, you know, they make it like every, they know everyone in Roswell, like it's just a small town. And then there's this guy they never met before who, who is so connected to them and whatever. And, and I don't love that. I don't love, as you said, the triad now suddenly maxes out of the triad and really Dallas is in the triad. And why is that? Yeah, like, he's going to become a permanent main character. I don't know Right. If that makes sense. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the fact that, oh, by coincidence, he's best friends with Heath. And so all this time Heath and Liz were working together and sleeping together in L.A., he never says, oh, you know what? I grew up near Roswell, and my best friend lives there, right? Like, he calls Liz Roswell. 
like he is well aware that she's from Roswell, and he's never mentioned that his best friend lives there. And he grew I have up thought about him living close. I mean, right? I mean, like Dallas lives in Roswell. And I, I buy he wouldn't have mentioned about Dallas because it was kind of like a secret. But the fact that he grew up near there, yeah, I didn't even. What well, was about the secret? That. The secret was that he heard voices that that, that they were best friends. It's not a secret, well, right? I guess that's true because he told everybody, huh? Yeah. So I guess I, mean, yeah, I guess that wasn't a secret. But I guess he now would be like, hey, my best friend is trying to make better. He hears voices. Like, I can get that he wouldn't necessarily no, Why wouldn't that. you say, like, oh, my be- you're from Roswell? Near her. I grew up near there. You're yeah, from I Roswell? That. My like, best friend lives there. His name is so-and-so. Have you ever met him? Like, wouldn't that be a thing you would say to someone when you meet them? Yeah, especially because right? he obviously told that guy about Liz. The guy knew who she yeah. was. He yeah. I think it would have worked in reverse. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah. Well. So, I, I mean, I like, you know, I like having Kara, uh, Kyle back. I like not having Marie in the episode because Marie is kind of the worst. Um, I, I, I like you know, that Kyle risked his life to burn the file. I thought that was good. Like, he yes. went all the way. Like, he totally burned those files. I thought that was good. I also like that finally, just because it was irritating to me, I like that the sheriff knows he's not Mac. Um, I yeah. mean, I don't know how they're going to explain it to her other than he has this evil twin that's been murdering people, but I guess if they lock him up in the end or kill him, it really doesn't matter. But at least yeah. he knows it's not Max. Um, although yeah. I was thinking, like, I, I, I guess it would have been stupid to leave her there because I was thinking he was going to leave her to die. And then I'm thinking, go, you know, she should have told him, trust, trust, told her to trust Max. But, you know, I think yeah. he probably knew that then she'd go and get him and let him out. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, as soon as Max woke up, he let himself out. So it really was irrelevant. And so there's this whole other thing going on with, like, the machine that Alex and Michael are trying to figure out this machine and why does it go off every 47 days. And yeah, da-da. the whole thing about it listening for the re- – I, I guess what I got out of it, if I understood it right, because the thing about the Earth having resonance of noise made no sense. I think the point of it was supposed to be that the message was going to be hidden in those sound waves. The only reason that you yeah. didn't get the message right away was because it was all messed up. What I don't understand is why it I, – I, I guess it wasn't the piece of alien tech that messed it up. It was because Kyle's father put that chip in it. Was that – because there was yeah. – I remember, like, he added that chip or something. So that was how I took it. It was very convoluted to get to that point, but I think that was what it was supposed to be. I know. And it's helping them at the message that it might have to kill Max in the end, which I didn't really get. Uh, but it well, also I exists. Have seen what he saw, like they weren't. I thought that that was very unclear because they didn't explain that until after. And he's like, "Well, there was more." They made it look like they could see everything that happened. Yeah, and they could. In my opinion, it was only what he was seeing. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe as well. I mean, in the end, does any of this really matter, or does it exist only put Michael and Alex together? And we saw Michael and Alex finally hooked up, right? Which, even though they've been in love since high school, I'm not aware if they've ever actually, like, been together. Well, no, I think they were, like they were in this episode. at one point, but it wasn't very long, because I think yeah. at the beginning, maybe, I don't know, I thought they did. To be honest, I don't remember. Um, this, this show, I don't remember a lot about this show, because it's not good enough to stick in my mind. Well, we saw them um, make out, and they spent the night together. Good, I mean, we put that. Oh, yeah. yeah, they definitely hooked up now. I just meant, I thought that they did once before, when they were in the trailer, yeah. I think they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, well, but, but anyway, 
say they're finally together. They, we said before, I mean, theirs is probably the best relationship on the show. I really couldn't care less that Liz is in love with Max now. I really honestly do not care, which I've said from the beginning, that's a problem. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, or, I like or that Isabel likes the reporter. Than I did at the beginning of the season, but it's still annoying. Yeah, the yeah. thing with the reporter and, and Isabel, I just, yeah, I don't know that I like that. But, um, I feel like that's been shoehorned in just for the point of putting it in. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's not really important. Um, I mean, it may be important later because she's a journalist. I'm guessing there could be issues. But at this point, it's not really important one way or another. Yeah. Um, So we still have, like, episode eight. One more. The the only other thing I was going to say is is I just want to go back to the sheriff again. I, I do also think it's funny that, like, everybody, and, and this is true of every show. This isn't just Roswell. But people in shows are always so stupid, and it's like, this sheriff actually put all the pieces together, which I thought she's like, you know, there was, like, an electrical outage back then, and there was lightning burns, and she's like, and there was one on the car. And it's like, dude, she actually mm-hmm. followed up on it and knew what happened. So there's one smart yeah. person in Roswell, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so She'll probably be dead soon. Yeah, or she'll forget or something, yeah. um, or maybe she'll be the there, a way that they can just you know disappear information. I don't know. Maybe she'll be useful yeah. later. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This, right. this show isn't. It's not always horrible. It's been not great this season. I think because of Jones. I don't like the Jones storyline. And I I said before, and, and I'll say it again. To me, it does not make sense that they went through the whole thing of him switching bodies when the body looks exactly the same. Like, what was the point? Why not just have him pretend to be Matt? It's like, it just, it was so convoluted. It was, you know, a lot more complicated than it had to be, I feel like. Well, I think season. his body is dying, and that's why he wants, like, he yeah, made all I mean, these it makes clones. Sense now. It's yeah. just, the way they did it made it seem like that before. And it yeah, just I seems know. like this story is very complicated. That's why I said, just like about the radio. I, even the explanation, I got it that he was saying they were hiding the messages, but he didn't have to explain the whole thing about the resonance yeah. of the earth. Resonance of the it's earth. overly like, complicated. Why was that important? And, yeah, okay, I think it's supposed to be partially because Liz is doing all the things with the sound waves, but, like, they're making it overly complicated. And I just it wonder is, people sure. that, like, you have to – I don't know. If you don't follow this show, you're lost, but at the same time, you don't always care enough to really follow it. Yeah. You know? It, I mean, so – it definitely is overly complicated. Yeah. It was better last year. That's that's all I gotta say. It was better last year. And it wasn't and it wasn't that good. I mean, this is not a great show. No, it still wasn't fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah. So all right, all right let's well, move on yeah, from it because we're true. next yeah, up. Next late. up, I so, guess. Have you been watching What If, Jamie? Are you caught up on What If? Yes. I, I remembered the stuff. I had watched them all the one night, but then I forgot about the new one until this afternoon, and I watched it when I ate supper um, so I could see it. Um, I, I, I'll just tell you, since, since I have, you know, I'm still doing my rewatch of the movies, um, I like this one, I guess. I thought it was a little overly silly. Like, it was all, like, a happy-go-lucky. It wasn't bad. I just felt like it was a little, I don't want to say childish, but it was a little less adult, I guess, than the other stories I felt like. Like, it was just a little silly, and it kind of had no point. That's what I felt like. I didn't dislike it. It had funny moments. I liked how him and Loki were, like, you know, bros and everything. But I don't know. The whole thing was, like, they're going to kill him because he's partying? 
like that he's this evil guy because he's farting across the planet. That part I thought was just really lame. Now, what do you guys think? <laughs> Let AJ talk. We talk too much. Uh, I actually, I, I agree with Jamie. Uh, this last episode was boring. Um, it wasn't until the last minute, uh, not even the last minute, the last 10 seconds of the episode. I want, and I want to ask you about that. Made, yes, explain that. That it made any interest to me at all because prior to that, I, it's just, I too was like, really? I like Thor and his friends party so hard they destroy planets? Like, I don't know. I just, Remind I felt the whole very, episode very boring. Remind me what the very end was. I'm trying to remember. Making it sound at like the, the very end, story, at the very end, Ultron shows up with all the Infinity Stones. Oh, 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 yeah, um, yeah, um, not Ultron. You mean not? Uh, well, I'm calling him Ultron, but I'm thinking Vision. But yeah, Ultron. Okay. No, it's Ultron. <laughs> no, I know, because, but I'm not calling him Vision. You're right. It's yeah, but I'll, no, well, it's not. It's, see, it's not Vision. Vision never exists because. Thor wasn't part of the Avengers. Well, no, Thor wasn't part of the Avengers to create Vision because if you remember in the Avengers, um, Thor's lightning is what was the final ingredient that gave Vision his life. Right, yeah. Because because Um, before they interceded, because before they interceded, um, Vision was created by Ultron. They just stepped in and got in Ultron's way because Ultron was making himself a synthetic body. So in Mm -hmm. this alternate universe, he succeeded in making that synthetic body. Okay, but Mm -hmm. Ultron was not seeking... It was Thanos who sought the Infinity Stones for his... Ultron was not seeking the Infinity Stones, was he? Well, I think they just were saying it. Not, not that, not originally, but I mean. No, not in the movies. Not he, in the movies. But in this. Yeah, not in the movies. Up. But in this, yeah. you well, know, I mean. Stop it's because it's a logical step um, because the Infinity it's Stones were around and, and Ultron wanting yeah. ultimate power. Yeah. So. I agree with you that I thought this was overly comedic and silly. Like, this was a total comic relief episode. And and I thought about it, like, I mean, Thor has become, like, more of a comic relief character. Like, Thor Ragnarok was 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 one of the – was probably the funniest of all movies, right, of all the Marvel movies. And then we yeah. had, like, Fat Thor, um, who was all depressed and whatever – and I did, you know, I mean, this Thor was more in that line of, of recent comedic Thors, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it didn't really, um, and as a what if, it was kind of dumb, right? And so, like, Jane shows up or whatever, and they're like, Thor, cut it out, and they call his mom on him. And, you know, it's, um, that was, that was I mean, funny. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny, and and Thor has always sort of like really loved and respected his mother in the movies, although he's more like afraid of her in this one. But um, yeah, I thought it was kind of dumb and not as interesting a what if as some of the other what ifs have been, right? Um, Loki was funny, and Loki grows up to be a frost giant, which we never see a giant. Like Loki was a giant in this whole thing, which I mean he's yeah, a frost giant. Like- he's never giant in the movies, right? Nope. Right. 
and he's not blue, and he's not blue, uh, but he grows up to be a frost giant, which is what he is, I guess. Supposed to be. Um, yes. Um, I find it funny though that he gave the baby back instead of killing it. I, I like I thought it was going to say that he killed the baby or something or let it die, and it's like it shows him handing it to him. That that shows how silly this episode was. That like they were fighting, and he's just like, "Here's your baby." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of like Captain Marvel fighting Thor. So Captain Marvel is one of my least less favorite characters. Partly because she's overpowered. Like, you know, I never like a like a person whose powers are so great that they don't seem that they can be beaten. And so, you know, I liked that she was pretty much Thor's equal throughout this. But again, she was just there to, like, fight with Thor for no real purpose or any, like, we just had, they just had some fights and that was it. There was no real purpose. It was not, yeah, it wasn't a great episode. Um, Which... Which kind of works in our favor since we're so, we're so full of episodes this week because that means we can talk about the previous week's episode, which we didn't talk about yet, which was right. very dark and awesome. Oh, if Killmonger um, saved Tony Stark. Yeah, Killmonger. Yeah, if Killmonger yeah. saved yeah, was, Tony Stark. That was awesome. And then, um, was it his sister? I forget. Sister? With the girl, like, went to Pepper or whatever. I thought that was kind of cool, but... I have so, not gotten that far to rewatch it. <laughs> so some of it I, I mean I I I liked this Killmonger better than the Killmonger in the movie. Like this this Killmonger was actually a more complex and interesting character than the one in the movie. Who was motivated by simple revenge. Like this guy in fact right. at the end at the end where Killmonger is like, Oh, I you know, I wanna serve I wanna serve um uh, Wakanda, and I was like, oh, he's lying, he's lying, he wants to take over, he wants to be the king, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. by the end of it, he seems to, like, not, he's, like, not as bad a guy as Killmonger in the movie, I think. Uh, well, uh, I, I, see, I disagree. He, 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 he essentially, Killmonger, um, Killmonger did essentially the same thing that he did in the Black Panther movie, but he was a better manipulator in this. In the what yeah. if he had a better he yeah. had a better plan? Um, because that's exactly what he. I mean, in the movies, he wanted to do the same thing. He wanted Wakanda to take you know to go out and fight and take over, and he orchestrated a fight between Wakanda and the United States. So he got exactly yeah. what he wanted to do. He was just better mm-hmm. at manipulating the situation in in the what if episode. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Which makes him like a, a more like a a better developed, like a smarter and better developed character maybe in this in this yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely better developed. I mean, the whole bit in the beginning where he saves Tony Stark was a little bit. I'm like, wait, why is he there? What's going on? But you know, I was like, this is dumb. But then it starts to all make sense as his plan came together. Um. Yeah. And uh, and so at the end of it, how does it end? I just watched it today, and I can't remember the end of it. So at the end of it, there's this big battle. He rides like into battle, and you know saves Wakanda, and and then to, uh, not to tell it to the the father is going to make him the next Black Panther, and eat the herb, and then he meets T'Challa, who's like, oh, you're full of it, right? You're not. You don't deserve to be the Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> I forget how it ends. What happens in the end? I just it remember ends how with, it ends with Suri being in Pepper's. Pe- yeah, it was, oh, ends right, up being right. Suri's in Pepper's office, and they're going to band together because Siri sees through what Killmonger did. Right, right. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have those two, to have the women banding together was kind of cool, and and that they see through him, and they're going to oppose him in the end. Um, and that and that Pepper. I mean, Tony Stark is dead, so Pepper is going to take the lead, I guess, in whatever she yeah. can mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a much better episode, I thought, like in terms of a what if. Yeah. Like what if Thor was a party animal jerk? It's not that interesting. And, and in the end no. of the Thor episode where um, Ultron shows up, it has nothing to do with Thor's actions. Like, I like these episodes better when their actions lead to something big at the end. Ultron showing up had nothing to do with anything, right? But, but in this episode... Well, it had... It had... What it had uh, Ultron up, showing up with it, the lack of action. Yeah. I know, but it's not it really... Way in the future. It would have been... It was like a future action. I get what you're saying, though, Karen. I don't think the lack of action leads to it is is a boring thing. I like it better when their action, like the Doctor Strange episode, like his action leads to something happening. And in this episode, like Killmonger and Tony's actions, like leads to a new alliance between, you know, two interesting characters. And like, it was was a better what if, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, also, no, I agree, though. Yeah. Um, one thing about the Thor, what if um, the lack of, uh, not uh, shouldn't say lack of, but, but by Loki not growing up as his brother and that animosity and competition between the two of them, Loki, ironically, Loki being around in the prime timeline actually makes Thor a better person. <laughs> yeah. Ironically. Uh, let me ask you one thing, though, because there was one thing I kind of got confused by. The, the thing with the star being destroyed or something was, like, not really relevant, right? Or not star, whatever it was. The other well, planet got destroyed. It was that Thor, Thor partied so hard that that planet got destroyed. Right. right. But was, what I was yeah. trying to figure out is, was that supposed to be more the... Because that wasn't Earth. The reason why, why I'm saying I'm confused is what to me made a little less sense was the fact that all the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were there. Because they were not there the first time he came to Earth. That's why I was kind of like, I feel like they put them in to put them in. But, like, if you're going with the original story, I don't understand why they showed up. Oh, they just made it more interesting. Well, because they're they're just partying. Like, Like, Thor, Thor Thor has gotten, like, Thor is just bouncing through the galaxy, and people are just following him wherever he goes to party next. That's why they're there. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it, why it, everybody's there. The theme of the timeline, like the way the original movie went, because you know how like, they're sort of rewriting the original. Like they weren't in the story yet, I guess is what no. I'm saying. So I was confused why yeah, they, they showed, showed up, up to that. this big galactic party. Other than it made it cool, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I mean, I guess one thing maybe that bothered me, AJ, to your point that like without – Loki being his brother and a constant presence, Thor grows to be a different person. And I guess I just felt this entire episode was out of character for Thor, and that Thor Thor is not only formed by Loki. Thor, the influence of Odin and Freya on Thor is significant, right? 
And and yeah. I feel like all the ways that Thor is a good person in the movies come from Odin and Freya, and and from Thor really like, and and so without I mean look I appreciate an episode that's like without Loki who does Thor become? I just don't think Thor becomes a jackass fraternity boy. Like I don't know. I, but to he's, me, it was a little... he, he's I, you know I mean I don't know. Um... When I, I'm not, I'm not an only child, so I can't say. But I think, yeah, I think part of the fact is that he's an only child, so there's never any, you know, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. There's no other options for the next king of Asgard. He's right. the only option, you know. Yeah, and when you're an only child, you know, going to be a good king originally. I mean, originally, even in the movie, he would not have made a good king until everything happened. But it was his trip to Earth that changed him. So I, I, I see where, like I see both sides of it. Like it would have made him different. With yeah, I mean, I, I there, see what you're too, Karen. Would have been quite so crazy without just because of Loki. I mean, I guess there's more to Thor than just Loki goading him. But yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, it's I, a combination I, thing. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I it love was a boring the idea. Episode. Yeah, I love the idea of, like, what if Thor was an only child. I don't think they executed it well. Um, and, I mean, and that's, I mean, was, part of the... No, go ahead, finish your thought. Well, not as a boring, but as I mentioned, like, the, the, the jokeification, the comedian part of, like, they're moving... Thor has been moved into comedy a lot in the past couple of movies, and they just... This was pure comedy. It had no purpose then to be, like, pure comedy. But uh, look, I thought Hemsworth was good. I thought Hemsworth's voice work was pretty decent, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, um, he delivered a lot of those sort of line, those lines really well, but I just, I'm like, really? Thor? This is where Thor, I mean, this is what Thor has come to. It was a little, you know, I don't know. Too funny. It was too funny, right? Like we all would have appreciated less comedy in this episode. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's funny how we came right back to that. Like we went on to the Killmonger episode, and somehow we swung right back to like not liking the Thor episode. <laughs> Maybe next week will be better. We got we got yeah, next two week, more right. Next- There's seven, eight. Yeah, next next week, and it's it's, it's interesting how Thor ended because next week this episode is what if Ultron won? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And they ended with Ultron having all the stones. Hmm. Interesting. Uh. All right. So, so we'll look forward to that we'll one. We'll find out. All right. All right. So that so, just leaves us with American Horror Story. Yes, but before Jamie drops off, give me one minute because we're running out of time. But um, I texted you guys. I started watching Why the Last Man. And I don't know if we have an intention to cover that on the show, but you might check it out. I think I you saw my text that it's um, – I've watched three episodes now. Um, it's, it's based on a comic book. Um in the early episodes, it focuses a lot on, like, the, you know, you know what it's about, right? Like, all, anybody with a Y chromosome on the whole planet dies, except one guy. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a lot about, in the beginning, it's a lot about, like, the fall of society and what it would mean for all men to die. And, and, and so it's not just men, it's not really about, like, men dying and women can't govern. It's about, like, 50% of the population is gone and, like, how society falls and how they're struggling to survive and what that means. And they focus a bit on, like, they focus a lot on the U.S. government and who's going to be president and how they operate and the politics there. But they're starting to move now more into, by the third episode, they're getting ready to introduce some scientists into the whole thing. Um, I haven't read the comic book. I think, um, AJ, I know you haven't read it, right? But I think it was, like, one of these, no. like, short one of these shorter lived kind of things it only ran for like a year or two I think it's not like a running comic mm. book um, so they're based on sort of limited IP but we'll see where it goes it's okay I mean it's on Hulu I think you guys should check it out um, and you know it's worth yeah, a I watch yeah I, I, I like the cast the cast looks pretty awesome yeah. can't go wrong with Diane Lane, Diane Lane. yeah Diane Lane is the star um, and there's a bunch of other pe- I mean, obviously, it's it's mostly women. Um, there's a lot of men in the first episode. And I have read that almost the entire crew is women also. Like, they went out of their way to, like, have an all-woman production, which is kind of awesome. Mm. Yep, that is awesome. Um, well, the other thing I wanted to mention that I had watched is, I'm although I'm not quite done with it yet, I have an episode and a half left, but I started watching Midnight Mass on Netflix. Um, it, it's it's pretty good. It's a little slow at the beginning, and I don't want to give away what it's about. But yeah, um, don't don't go too far. I haven't started watching it yet. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's about this priest that comes into town and changes things. But um, it's, uh, it's by I guess the one that did uh, the um, Haunt, haunting of Hill the, House. Hill, yes, I couldn't think of what the name of it was. The Hill Manor or whatever house. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty good so far. It's, it's a little slow at the beginning, but it, it's sci-fi horror. It's weird. Um, it has some things that um, a couple things that I did not like that Karen I think won't appreciate either. I'll just say that because uh, she well, is like I am a couple things. But um, yeah, I have no intention of watching it because the name Midnight Mass makes me think it's religious horror. And you know I like religious horror. Yeah, it is. I didn't mean that. I just mean there's a little bit of trigger warnings and some things that happen to things in there that I didn't like. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, a lot of it revolves around them going to church and the actual, you know, um, mass and procession and everything. Ugh, demons? I can't watch demons. Anyway, you think it's good, though. Actually, you like demons, it? but. Yeah, I like it. It just started off a little slow. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I want to see the end. Like, I'm not, like, rushing to see the end, but, but it's pretty good. I, I, showed you, I sent you guys the photo, though. I, I took a picture of the screen. I thought it was so funny that the guy had Scully's poster. I don't know. Maybe it was funny because there's, there's Annabeth Gish and Justin Lyman's in there. But, um, right. AJ's going to watch it, too? AJ, you're going to watch it also? Yeah, I just haven't gotten around to starting it yet. Ugh. All right, yeah. I might have to sit that one yeah, out. Yeah, I didn't think about you don't know, like it, it's not about possession or something or anything, but I I still don't know. I didn't think about that. You still might not like it, so because um, it is about a lot of about them going to church and everything. And Ugh, religious horror scares the shit out of me. <laughs> what? 
Religious horror scares the shit out of me. I can't watch it. It's scary. Yeah, it's very would, scary to me. I would call it religious horror. I mean, it's it's also sci-fi-ish sort of, but I don't, I don't want to – I'd be giving away what it is, so I don't want to say that. But, All right. Um, yeah. All right. We'll see. Okay. All right. Okay. So you guys talk about your show. I'm going to go. Um, like I said, people can send me questions right. for World Beyond, for Leverage, and I will talk to you All right. next week. Cool. Okay, have Good a good night. night. All right. Talk to you next week, Jamie. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, AJ. American Horror Story. So, so we're talking about the two episodes that ended the Red Tide part of the season, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. How did you How did you like these two episodes? Um, your feelings? Well, How are yours? I'm, I'm I'm going to focus on last week's episode for the start. The penultimate, um, the second to last episode? Yes, which so many times is better than the finale and that was, it was I mean I mean I know it's I mean I know it's not a fin- I mean it's a finale for this half of the story. Sounds funny saying that, you know, with six episodes and four to go, but um Alma, I mean, I mean, the big thing here is Alma is something else. I mean, the whole episode, I'm like, this this little girl needs to go. I, you know, I have no, I've never had any qualms about killing kids, and I just kept waiting for somebody to take that little bitch out. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, she wanted her mother. I mean, the way she talks about her mother. I mean, I realize she's a prodigy to begin with, and the pill changes you a little. But holy crap, she wanted her mother to be a pale, like flat out wanted her to be a pale. And then Henry wasn't yep. much better when you get to the root of it, when he's talking to her, and he's like, you know, this is actually a blessing because, you know, I, I would have ended up leaving you, and, I, and you would have been sad because I was dating some starlet. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this has gotten yeah. dark. Um, um, I, tuberculosis Karen, I, I, I liked the way she went out. Um, she, she took out Mickey and went out on her own terms. But I, I can't comprehend, I can't wrap my head around the fact that why this woman who has known what's going on has willingly lived in this town this whole time. Like, get the fuck out. You, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. They threaten you. They make you bring babies. Just get the hell out of there. Yeah, I mean, we find but, out that <laughs> other people have known about it and and don't really care, and it suits them, right? But Karen has always been really, like, objecting to – I mean, she's more involved in it. She has to, like, procure babies, right? And Yeah, and why she never leaves. Like, okay, because she's in a car? Like, I'm sorry if there are vampires around. You can walk, right? Like, I agree with you that her objection – I mean, she's a drug addict, I guess. Is she a drug addict? Um, yeah, <laughs> she's a meth head. She's a meth head, and I guess Belle gives her drugs and whatever, and she's... But, yeah, she... I mean, if you're willing to kill yourself, then wouldn't you be willing to flee? I agree with you. Um, I did like... I agree with you. I like how her story ended. I mean, there's a little bit of a moment that doesn't make sense where when Mickey sticks the... Mickey, like, sends the pails onto her, and Mickey's like, the only way you can get out of it is take the pill... And she takes the pill rather than to let the pails eat her. But then she kills herself, like, hours later anyway, right? Right. Because she never wants to do it. I guess, like, being eaten by vampires is not a good way to 
guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think she had a pretty good death and an, and an earned death, and it made sense for her. So I kind of like that. And actually, um, that scene, I mean, that was such a mentally abusive scene. Like, I felt so bad for her. I mean, she's a mess head, and she's a mess, and she can leave at any time. But that scene, like, Mickey turned on her, and he's like, I'm doing this because I love you. Like, that was such a yeah. fucked up scene. Like, I was sitting there yeah. watching that, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that, I mean, the mental abuse in that scene, like, holy crap. Yeah. I thought like, that, was, that scene failed, was amazing. After they failed to kidnap the baby, and then he's like, yeah. he's like I'm going to let these pale heads eat you unless you, unless you, you know. It's so messed up that he's like, oh, you could be really talented. You should take this. And she's like, I don't want to be that person. And, you know, Karen's the only person in this entire show who had any moral compass at all. And it was limited. Which is like, funny. <laughs> like, Karen, like, she drew the line at kidnapping babies for Belle to eat. Like, there was a very, you know, but, yeah, she was the only person with any sort of limit whatsoever. Um, and Mickey just, you know, and Mickey, yeah, Mickey seemed like a good guy for most of the show. But you're right, that was really abusive, really wrong. And he deserved to be killed by Karen in the end. Um, yeah. However, he I did am, have the best line of the episode when he said, I used to be a meth head. You don't think I know how to break into a house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. great. That was fine. Um, so I agree with you. I found this episode really, really scary, um, and mainly because of Alma. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the Karen stuff was also very tense, but Alma – it was insane how scary that kid was in this episode. She's always been scary. She's always been creepy. You're right. She's always been kind of cared about her mother. Um, but the way she, to me, the scariest scene in the whole episode was when she talks her mother into taking the pill. And mm-hmm. she's sitting on the bed and she's like, I love you, mommy. And don't you want to like, that was some creepy shit going on when she manipulates her mother into taking the pill. Um, I mean, of course, when she bites when she bites her baby brother's leg, that was also scary. And I really wasn't sure if that baby would make it. Like, I was like, are they really going to let her eat her baby brother? Um, uh, in fact, I'm surprised that kid made it out of the show in the last episode. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why Alma didn't eat him? Um, when they go out of their way to establish that baby blood is so tasty and whatever, but. Alma was scary as shit. When she was talking to, when she talked her mother into taking the pill, to me was the scariest moment maybe of the whole episode. That kid is creepy. She's a great little actress. Um, she was so super creepy in this. And the way she... Yeah. Um, um, and it's funny because in the second episode, it turns out, you know, she's like, oh, um, Ursula helped me. Ursula told me to do it. Which I kind of... I don't think Alma needed Ursula to tell her to do that. You're right, no. that Alma was dumb with her mother from the jump. Um, and then yeah, right, no, Henry she... was like, whatever, I'm glad she's dead. Like, she was going to be a dream yeah. on us. She was a loser, whatever. Um, which actually speaks to a little bit of an issue I have with the show, which is... Well, we'll talk about that later. I have a little bit of issue between the way Henry is oh, affected very the issue differently. Now. <laughs> well, he's he's affected very differently. Like Bell and Bell and um, 
often are very clear that they take the pills in the winter, make their money, and then they knock it off in the summertime, and they don't take the pills, and they, like, don't drink blood and, like, you know, let the summer go by. Right. And they're very um, – and then Henry and almost everyone else who takes the pill seems completely unable to control their thirst, um, control themselves, have any sort of idea that they need to have a plan. Like, And also um, – I don't know, Bill and Austin are jerks, but they seem to be able to, they don't seem to be, I don't know, everyone takes this pill is a, is a, is a superior jerk, but I don't know. Henry seems to not well, you want know, his wife. It's they kind of explain that a little. Um, when, when, I mean, it was kind of an excuse, but when Bell made that comment about, she's like, it's the damn Hollywood people, you know? They're the problem. They, you know, they, they're so grandiose that they can't just relax and chill out. I mean, I also think that yeah. um, Alma taking the pill, I think part of Henry's problem was Alma taking the pill. I mean, you hear Henry at the end, he's like, you know, I just wrote five years worth of work, um, and I'm gonna, we're going to stop taking the pills, we're going to get out of here, and we're never doing this again. You know, but obviously Alma wasn't having that, and neither was Ursula. Yeah. Um, I think Henry. I think Henry's whole story arc is very different if Alma does not take that pill. If Alma just continues well, to be a yeah. child pro- child prodigy who's who's you know doing her best and everything, that it, it's a completely different story. Because I mean, in the end, I mean, the true villain of of this entire season is Alma and, and Ursula yep. to a degree. Yeah. Because we find and, out in the final and, episode that when she went to see. The, chem- the chemist, what we don't see that happens off screen that they tell us now is they may had this planned all along. Like they, may, she, you know, the chemist went for Ursula's plan. Yeah. And they, you know, go to LA and which and was, which was yeah. A, yeah. It was a bad ending. I, Such a bad. I mean, I they do. It was. They do. There's a point where Bell says like, "Oh, that month." So I do love the scene where. The town council is deciding, like, oh no, you oh my can't God. your housewife. <laughs> and that was an awesome scene, and I thought it was really, that was funny. It was, it was really funny, and it was it was not totally unrealistic. Like most of these historic towns have like a design review committee that you have to mm-hmm. go to to have the stuff done. But I I, I love the way they played it that they were the ultimate power in town, even over the vampires. Right? Like they say to Bill and Austin, right. like, listen. You need to get a grip on this, or we're going to put a no parking zone in front of your house, and we're and if you we're going to declare your house a historic landmark, and you can't even change a light bulb without a six week process. And both yeah. of them look so horrified, like that is so much worse than drinking blood to them. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved it. That was probably my favorite scene. Um, but yeah, there's a moment scene. when there's a moment when Bill says like. She says to them, like, that horrible man gave his daughter the pills. And, and like, even Belle, Belle who drinks the blood of babies, recognizes that you shouldn't give the pill to a kid, right? And I guess that's part of, like, yeah. a lot of vampire movies. There's a taboo on, like, like especially an interview with a vampire, right? Like, that you would convert, that yeah. you would make a child a vampire so horrible. But, yeah, but, but so you're right. So go on because the ending, like, all kind of fell apart, right? Well, my biggest problem, I mean, at first it didn't seem it was okay. Like, I, I thought it was kind of interesting 
that the chemist was making special pills to give to um, racist cops. <laughs> I, I kind of appreciated that part. I kind of liked that he slipped that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the ending itself was kind of dumb because this is always the problem with any vampire story that isn't thought out. If everybody's a vampire, what do you drink? Right. You know, so if they, you know, all, they have all these pails now who are just going around killing people. So the, you know, the successful vampires aren't going to have any blood to drink because the pails, there's so many pails now they're killing your food supply. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just it's like, it didn't, it, it didn't make sense to me the way they're, you know, the way they're doing it. Cause like, and not only that, not only killing your food supply, um, Ursula is, is queen of the agents now. And she has all these clients that are making all this, you know, her, all this money and everything, but who's going to go watch TV, sh- these TV shows and these movies. If the pails are killing them all, you have no audience. So yeah, what's the point? It did seem at the end as though it had gotten out of control and, like, everyone yeah. was going to be, like, turned. And how would that not be on the news where it looks like all of L.A. is totally, like, consumed by pails um, killing everyone, right? Uh, and, yeah. And it also was a little bit, you know, Ursula was portrayed as a very shrewd operator for the entire season. She, you know, she... I mean, she does become a little greedy, but she's pretty shrewd. And at the end, she just starts giving out pills willingly to everyone, which seems yeah, it like kind of fell apart. That, right, it's something that Ursula maybe wouldn't do, like to start giving them out in such mass quantities. And it seems like the chemist. Why did the chemist go along with it? Like, like Ursula can only do what the chemist allows. Right. Um. So well, it, it kind of like... fell apart. Yeah. yeah, it felt like at the end there when the ke- the chemist had Eli, and they le- I-, I felt like they were leaving, and, and Ursula and Alma were going to be at- on their own. She was kind of like, you know what, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> you created like, this done. mess. I'm leaving. I'm going to move somewhere else, make some um, new pills. Mommy's here. Yeah. 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 I just and Ursula. It 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 just, it just felt like, like you said, Ursula was you know very decisive and had a good head on her shoulders and it just feels like it kind of got out of control, but at the same time, like she's, you know, handing out pills to everybody in a Starbucks. Like, I feel like that's not something Ursula would have done. Like it, the ending just fell very flat for me. However, I did love that scene when she went in to talk to those, um, aspiring writers. Um, I thought that, that, that was a really great scene. And he's like, what What are you talking about? This is my class. And she's like, and how many screenplays have you written and sold? Yeah. And he's like, well, there was one. And she's like, yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. And and it was much better scene than the than the Alma scene where Alma goes into audition for a um for an orchestra. I really liked the speech yeah. the older guy gave to her where he's like, oh, you're a freak and you're going to – Yeah. He, he explains, like, all the reasons that I'll hire her. I mean, that was – a great, great speech he gave, and then Alma kills him. I guess a, a little bit of a thing that has always bothered me is Alma's ability to kill people because these pills don't give you superhuman strength. Like, she's still an eight-year-old with an eight-year-old's body. Right. And Not her, nine. Her, you're correcting somebody. Her she's ability, nine. 
<laughs> right? Her ability to kill it exceeds what, like, but she kills that guy. And, I, I mean, she's a scary kid, but I don't know. That was a little beyond well, for me. The thing and, is, and the way, I, I, yeah. I, say I disagree on the aspect of, yes, she's only nine, but who sees that coming? I know the sheriff right. didn't see it coming. We saw that, yeah. you know, we saw her, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not expecting yeah. some nine-year-old to have a knife behind their back and, and slash your throat, I mean, how do you, you know, you don't see it come, you, you, you're not even, your guard isn't even up with a nine-year-old. Even if, as bitchy Fair as enough. she is, you might be like, well, this, you know, it, it might, you might be like, this bitch's parents need to teach, you know, teach her some manners, but you're yeah. not expecting her to try and kill you. So she, she, you know, she's sneaky, you know, she comes out, she comes yeah. out of nowhere with it. Has nothing but to do with having, enough, you know, yeah. being able to overpower somebody. Yeah. But I agree. But I agree that scene was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The little speech. Um, but her. yeah, it all, it all, you know, and I think that American Horror Story has in the past had a problem with endings. Like sometimes they stick the landing, sometimes the landing is really kind right. of falls Hotel apart. Hotel comes to mind. Yep. And this episode was not a great ending. It didn't really end in a way that um, uh, that uh, was satisfying to me. I don't know what I would have liked better, um, but I didn't like that. Yeah, unless, um, what's the second half of the feature called? Uh, The first half was Red Tide. The second half is called... Mm, I forget. It's about aliens. Yeah, well, what it's called. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. if, if the, unless unless the 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 tenth episode of the season wraps back around to Red Tide and makes some kind of connection to make this ending make more sense, it it's a bad first half ending. Yeah, and and, and I don't see how it, it can wrap back really around because I'm pretty half. sure. Yeah. And because I'm pretty sure these last, these last four is going to, I mean, that's, you know, the way it looks like it's going to be, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, we'll find out in a couple of days. Um, but it's going to, this is going to actually take place prior to Red Tide. Like this is right. previous. And she, you know, the assumption is she worked for the government. The pills have alien blood. Uh, you know, this is all obviously just theories by us and other yeah. fans. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how they could wrap it back around unless after the final moment of the next half, you know, they're like, they do some kind of like 10 years later thing and wraps it back around some kind how to connect it all. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's unfortunate the way this episode went down because I really, I mean, it was over before I even knew it started. And that's how bored I was with it. Like, I really felt... Yeah. And, and after nothing, actually, it was a very short episode. When I started the episode, I was very surprised to see that it was only, like, 36 minutes long instead oh, of the yeah? normal, like, 40, 40, like, like, 42 to 48. It was, yeah, it was like, it was a short episode. Well, thank God for that, right? Because it was bad. Well, not oh, for nothing, if they, you know, if they... Maybe if they had done a couple, you know, <laughs> maybe they could have made it a little longer and made it a little better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't love that they killed every single main character. And then the finale was Ursula, who, you know, Ursula and Alma are supporting characters. And the chemist, you know, as much as I love Angelica Ross, she was barely in the season. Right. Um, 
and and I mean, on the one hand, they all deserve to die. Yeah, everyone who died deserved to die. Well, everyone, like the sheriff did. Yeah. But you know, all the vampires well, deserve no. to die. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it was a little um over the top. It was anti climatic. It's funny that you can have an episode where, like, everyone goes crazy and it's like almost the fall of society and it's somehow anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. You're right. Because, well, right. you know, it is because it, it wasn't that type of show. You know what I mean? Like, right. it yeah. wasn't supposed to, you know, with with where we started and where we ended, it wasn't supposed to be that type of chaos and apocalyptic type story. Yeah. And I think, like, taking it out of, like, the entire show takes place in this little creepy little empty town. And this move to LA just didn't really I don't know, they lost the whole right. they lost the atmosphere. They lost the creepy yes. claustrophobic yep. atmosphere of it by moving to LA. Yes. They didn't know what they I were doing. Agree. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of creepy, I love I love the cold open when uh when they find the sheriff's body. Oh yeah. <laughs> seeing it, oh yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously seeing seeing the, the, the you know the fake Adina Porter body, all bloated and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it caught me off guard, and I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> I was like, Ugh. "Yeah," because I'd almost forgotten about her, right? Like, like it yeah, seems to it have no repercussions like, ever. Yeah, when they were like, "I think we hit something," I was not expecting to see Adina Porter's bloated body no, floating in the water. I thought it was going to be Karen. I thought it was going to be Karen when they hit that. I was like, "Oh, oh, I, I, oh well, I didn't think about Karen." I didn't even think about Karen. Because she went to the ocean, that would have made right? sense and then, too. boom, yeah. it, was, it was the sheriff, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, all right, so we're going to have anyway. four more episodes um, yep. coming up, short season. So we'll have that next week along with everything else. Yes, we will. All right. All right. Well, good cool. talking as always. Yep. And we shall do it again next week. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good night. And anybody that didn't hear my opening that was expecting us to be talking to Gary tonight, um, we're going to talk to him in about two weeks, COVID-related issues, so they're pushing back their their show. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, have a great week, Karen. You too. Bye-bye. Night.